I think that if you want to um, to be convincing when you are performing um, whatever piece of music, that piece of music uh, from a certain moment moment has not to be written in the score anymore. It has to be written into your heart. Today I'm talking to pianist and music professor Igor Konyolatu. It's so oh, lovely. Glad to see you. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom, Igor. Likewise. So you're in Italy at the moment. Yes, um, I'm in Venice, in my city, mm -hmm. and um, I've already started again my activity um, as a professor at the local academy mm -hmm. um, after the um, the summer intermission. Okay. Oh, so you've started already. And yes. tell me, did you grow up there? Um, yes. Um, I I studied here until um, the age of uh, 21. Yeah. Then I moved to Germany. I graduated then at the Music Academy in Hanover, mm -hmm. in Saxony. Um, and I came back in Italy when I was 27. And since then, I'm based uh, in Italy, in Venice, and I keep on moving everywhere. It's not so bad to be here because um, the city is, of course, uh, outstanding. And yeah. um, it provides uh, airport, uh, train station, everything. So you can move. And the part of the city where I live, um, is the uh, so-called Festland, uh, terra ferma. So I can also drive a car and uh, okay. I can move as a as a normal human being. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I've never been to Italy, so... Um, oh, it's quite yeah. the time then. <laughs> so it's time that I come to see what you're talking about. Yes, but, definitely. Yeah. But tell me, as a child, did, uh, did you start playing piano at one? Uh, what age did you start? My first approach to piano uh, and to music in general um, happened when I was uh, between five and six. So okay. very, very early. Um, that's a very nice story about it. It's it's quite a uh, quite a nice story. I was yeah. together with with my my parents. I'm. Uh, I was having a dinner together with friends. Uh, I was a small kid, um, five something. And um, in this family, uh, there was a, a guy who was uh, 15 or 16, who was playing some jazz piano music and he learned by himself, but he was quite talented actually. And um, while we were there uh, having dinner, he sat on the piano, on his piano, in front of his piano, and started playing uh, some jazz music. And I was so uh, amazed by what he could do that apparently when we went back home, I asked my parents whether I, uh, I was allowed also to do that thing <laughs> that that oh, guy really? could do. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so they they looked for for someone who was uh, taking was able to take care of such a small kid. They found um, uh, a woman teacher who was more or less as old as my mother, and who also had uh, four children. So, so it was a sort of second mother uh, dealing also with piano, with the music, and everything started very smoothly as a um as a very easy and 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 as a play uh, and and nothing so so complicated and um and it went um, parallel to to school it went together with school um and when i i finished my my high school um one year later I was able to finish my my studies at local conservatory here in Venice. By that time, there was no um, no university system as after Bologna process. 
and uh, it was possible to 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 have at same time uh, musical studies and high school studies and um with with 19 i earned my bachelor degree in piano and that's why i could be admitted then in germany to to study for my my uh, concert exam over there I see. But it's quite young, 19, to already have your bachelor's degree. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's quite young, yes. Yeah. But isn't it very interesting that you said now that in the beginning when you started playing piano, it was not so serious. It was like more playful way of playing. And yeah. um, is that something that you think back on it that that brings also more love for what you're doing, that it's not, as a young child, so strict, you know? Yes, absolutely. I'm quite convinced that uh, you basically learn uh, thanks to love. Uh, if we think, for instance, about how um, a little child can learn um, his mother language, um, that comes uh, thanks basically thanks to, to to parents to mother because a little child has spends most of his time normally most of his time together with his mother and there is a love to the mother of course and and vice versa as well and uh, learning through love is the the easiest thing you can have you can you can do because that comes very naturally it's uh, there is no uh, no obligation no force in that nothing is forced in that and um, I think this has been very good for me because I never felt any obligation in sitting in front in front of my piano and and practicing and um, this this first teacher I had was smart uh, intelligent and prepared enough. To, to approach the music uh, to my person in a very simple and joyful way. So it was for me like uh, for, for many other children to, to play, to play uh, with, with uh, some toys or, or some, some other things. I like uh, to think about that uh, in German, in English, in French, you use the same word to play uh, when you want to, to, to stay together with, with other children or you want to sit in front yeah. of an instrument. Something we don't use in Italian because we have two separate words, giocare and suonare. We have two different things, which is very bad, actually. I find much better the English, the German, and the French uh, version, and I trust there are other languages where there are they are also synonyms. Yeah, well, in in Afrikaans, um, in my language, we also say spiel, mm -hmm. and um, spiel you you play with children, then spiel, yeah. and then you also spiel when you do an instrument. So yeah, it's very similar to German spielen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I find that this is quite quite meaningful. Yeah, because yeah. it's um, it's something easy. Uh, um, children who are playing are never affected by anything which is heavy or or uh, too which which are bringing too much responsibility. Um, so they simply approach the piano. They play. They don't care too much whether they play a wrong note or. or 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 something um, let's say some wrong position it's, they can simply correct it if the 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 teacher asks them to do it and that's very easy it's a very yeah. normal thing well i i think teachers who do it that way are really uh they have to be um commended by doing that way because i think so many children sometimes lose the the love for playing instruments or the love for doing something because of the teacher you know because of how the teacher acts yes. and and yeah so it's so lovely to hear the story i agree so i agree with you and um but now your parents they were not musicians then no 
my father, um, he's still living. Um, he is a doctor. And my mother, fortunately, he's, uh, she's not here anymore. Uh, she so was a physio physiotherapist. Okay. So, um, they they are normal normal human beings, <laughs> <laughs> but they love they uh, both of them loved lo and loved and loved music. Oh, yeah. yes. So I've always been supported in in whatever I was I was doing uh, related to music relationship to music. But I also spoke to during the pandemic. I spoke to a lot of uh, musicians here in Vienna. And the one thing that really um, uh, that I noticed was also during this time how they dependent on the teachers not just for the for the um, playing the instrument, but that that moral support or that motivation or you know. And and I I see that now also you know that you're talking about that, but I see it also as they are now going into a profession as if the, their teachers, their professors are really so supportive also on an emotional level. This is very important. Um, young people, young students definitely um, need to, to feel that their uh, professors are trusting them. Um, this has happened when, when I was a student, especially when when I was a student in Germany, um, my professor, who was an amazing artist, I will always be grateful to him for what I've learned there. His name was Roberto Sidon. He was a Brazilian um, pianist um, with a world career. Uh, and um, to, to motivate your students and to trust your students, um, is half the work done because um, uh, if they feel that you believe in them, you that uh, um, are in the position of a professor, so you are experienced, you are older, and uh, you are the one who um, who give them knowledge and and informations, and that you are the person whom they trust. If you trust them, this gives them so much power, energy, and they will be able to face even hard times like uh, um, the, the, the hard times we had uh, during and, the pandemic. Yeah. Yes, that, that was a real nightmare for, for each one of us. And um, um, I, I I think that uh, the consequences of, of what we have gone through uh, will stay still for, for a very long time. And um, I think that it's our responsibility as artists and also as professors, in my case, uh, holding a professorship, um, it's our responsibility to keep on thinking about what has happened and to try to um, to support our students to to go forward and to look forward for better times and for for uh, easier um, opportunities for them to to perform to study to um, to confront themselves and with with, with their arts and and with their um, development as young artists. Yeah, I thought uh, very much afterwards uh, also and during the time that I spoke to this, to some of the artists, the young students here, um, that I started wondering if we wouldn't see a new movement, you know, of a different way of doing things because they had to uh, find solutions in this time of how they will go forward and you you think how many if i just think in vienna how many ensembles were formed in that time and how many um you know how they got together and came together and started doing very much innovative things you know uh, that they would probably in other times not have the necessity to do 
So I was wondering if if maybe we'll see now something different and we see some some other way of of presenting classical music. Um, I think this is very uh, very true. Um, you see, I I think that the world will never be uh, the same as before. Um, first of all, because human beings uh, will never can never be as we were before. Uh, after having passed through such a difficult time, we um, we have for sure changed. Uh, I I realize this with myself. And I realized this with, with my family, with, with my friends, with my students, of course, with my colleagues. And uh, this is related to both good things and bad things. Um, from from uh, whatever bad situation as the one uh, we have gone through, we can also uh, learn good things, uh, as it always happens. Um, I think that in my case, for instance, um, it was very good uh, to, to be obliged to stop uh, performing. I had no concert whatsoever for two years, um, with the exception of uh, two online concerts. And uh, this was, uh, in my case, not a good experience. I felt very miserable um, because uh, I I uh, I was missing um, the the warmth and and the uh, the heart of the public, uh, which makes me feeling at that moment in that place with that music totally different. And this is the magic uh, of the the live performance. And um, when you are there um, in front of a camera and and some microphones, it, it's like being in a studio in a studio, uh, which is a different thing. So, but of course, when you are in a studio, you are aware that you are in a studio uh, for a recording. Yeah. And uh, when when you are in a in a, in a live uh, concert. Um, you are supposed to, to live the experience of being together with other people, just the people are missing. <laughs> so it's very strange. And um, I think uh, that for sure things uh, are changed. Uh, first of all, we can uh, and probably enjoy much better uh, what, what, what is happening during a concert. Uh, because it's not so um, so easy as it used to be uh, before to have a concert. We still are having some small limitations, but still limitations are. And uh, not to forget that there still are some financial limitations because uh, finances have been uh, drastically reduced um, after what has happened and uh, people are maybe starting also uh, appreciating the pleasure of being into a concert hall or theater or whatever and uh, living the experience of being together with the artist and together with other people from the public rather than being at home with their uh, Hi-fi equipment or, or a huge screen for 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 a Blu-ray uh, high-technology uh, reproducing system, which is of course also something gorgeous, but it's not the same thing because it's not um, a human experience. <laughs> That's a, a digital experience. I'm I'm not. Uh, saying that it's a bad experience and just yeah. saying that it's a different thing. And um, maybe because we we have been um, not um, living this uh, for a long time, we are now really appreciating this because uh, we didn't have it. Yeah. Uh, so that's also good. And um, 
I, I realized that after uh, two years when I had when I finally had the possibility of giving again a concert as a as a soloist, I was invited in a theater and, and I gave this concert the pleasure I, I had and, and the, uh, the will I, I had into myself in performing was as big as 30 years ago when I started yeah. first times uh, with my very first concerts. And I was so excited uh, as I didn't feel it since a very long time. So um, in, in a way, I, I feel renovated, younger again in my approach to music. So it's in that sense, it has been good. And I hope that this will um, also uh, give the possibility to, to the very many young artists we have um, to, to perform themselves uh, uh, some, some contests and some concerts. It's very interesting that you say that, uh, that feeling that you had, because I also spoke to a violinist and uh, when he told me that the first concert he actually felt emotional and it was like he, he's never felt that before or for a long time he hasn't felt it but just being there and thinking okay I'm now again being able to play and I thought I wouldn't and that feeling was to him so special yes definitely mm -hmm. uh, you you feel like uh uh, re being reborn that's what I, what what i have experienced like a little child that was really? mm -hmm. very 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 particular feeling so igor do you now you you tour over the world to to do your concerts um basically in europe i i have a basic okay. european career i have been once mm -hmm. in the states uh, but I basically move through Europe. That um, uh, happens also um, for, for family reasons. I have um, a family, two, two daughters, um, and um, I have also a professorship here in Venice, and I take care quite uh, constantly um, of, my, of my students. I, this is very important for me, um from one side from the one side i um i'm not that kind of of professor who simply holds holds a professorship um, because of the prestige i really want to look after my students uh, otherwise i would prefer not to teach and from the other side i consider this experience of teaching um essential uh, both for me as human being and for me as an artist, as a performer, um, because um, I cannot uh, imagine myself performing without teaching or teaching without performing. Really? Two, yes, these two things um, have to go together. And I learned so much uh, from both of these two uh, sides of my professions, of my profession, and these two, uh, things are complementary one to, to each other. And I realized that what I learned by teaching, from teaching, is essential to me for performing and the contrary. And I bring into the class my experience as uh, someone who is um, constantly on podium, on stage. Yeah. And this makes it different. Um, it's a different approach to music, of course, and not um, the the usual um, didactic uh, uh, professor who uh, prepares students uh, in accordance to what is what it is expected to do. I give so much freedom to all my students because what is um, so important to me is that each one of them um, uh, has the, the possibility of expressing his own individuality. Um, so um, I never try to uh, to make uh, my students a, a copy of myself. Mm -hmm. It happened sometimes that um, I had in the class at the same time two or three different students performing the same work, 
and we had two or three different results and none of these result, results was, um, was similar to what I do. Uh, so uh, my task as, as prof I consider my task as professor um, as the task of someone who's more, more experienced and who is helping these young people to, to simply take out what they already have inside themselves. I like this one. And thanks to that, I learned from them so many things because but they also have their own ideas. I think that's wonderful because I think also that you, like you're saying, each bring their own, they bring their own um, personality and style to what they're playing. And this makes it so interesting also in the industry. You know, if you see how many pianists there are, but they all have their own style and their own uh, way of, of connecting with their audiences. Yes. And I find this so uh, amazing with the arts. You can have the same uh, music, which is uh, read by different eyes, and these eyes are connected to different brains and different hearts, which means different experiences, different life. And the, the results you can have are different, but they can all be convincing. Yeah. And uh, this is so fantastic um, with the arts, not to, to be one-sided. I, I vividly remember when, when I was uh, a student at school, one of my teachers, he was my teacher for mathematics, impressed me quite a lot because um, he, he was sitting in front of us and he stated uh, a very simple example. He said, you see uh, uh, this hand, you see this way and you are right. What I see is this one and I'm also right. Oh, yes. And, yes, and I will always remember this. It was so impressive for me because then, the, by that time I was uh, 16, I, I realized that um, truth can be uh, so different in accordance to, to many um, different parameters. It, it all depends, of course, on, on, on very many um, different things. So it's, it's very uh, dangerous to, to think uh, I am right, no? Yeah. Um, I, I possess the truth. It, it's always so dangerous to think this. And also in that respect, I, I try to really uh, respect the, the individuality of, of my students. And I like to think that uh, this word individuum comes from Latin, which means not to be divided. So um, uh, if you cannot divide, divide something, this means that it's unique. Oh, yeah. And every every human being is, is unique, and uh, this this is something we um, we should, of course, push and and never, on the contrary, try to destroy. This is our uh, our power as human beings. This mm -hmm. is so fantastic. That is that's true, and I also think that. Um, Growth is also something that's very individual, you know, so some some artists grow at a different pace and they they have to discover really who they are in in their art form. So they might not be, um, you know, by the age of 25 already where they will, where they are supposed to be as artists. So that is also the the thing to keep in mind. Each one of us has his own path yeah. during his life. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic trip for, for each one of us during yeah. his own life. And that has to be respected and pampered also. Yeah, uh, that's true. But tell me about um your recordings and about uh, uh, do you have a do you have a specific repertoire that you love to play is there composers that you really feel you know like attracted to the the works to play 
uh, actually, um, I have a specific um, love uh, for Robert Schumann. Um, and um, the, the two, probably the two uh, composers I, I played most are Robert Schumann and Franz Liszt. Um, this happened uh, probably by chance. Um, the professor um, I, I started with in Hanover was a very uh, famous Liszt interpreter. He recorded um, Hungarian rhapsodies for Deutsche Grammophon. Las um, Spanish Rhapsody by Franz Liszt, um, and he also recorded old chamber music with string uh, strings uh, by by Robert Schumann, and and the piano concerto, uh, and he had an amazing repertoire with with the so-called German uh, romantic romanticism, Deutsche Romantic. Um, I have a special feeling, uh, as I said, uh, to to Robert Schumann. Uh, for many different reasons. Um, first of all, um, I I love German culture. Culture um, that experience I had um, during my youth as a student, as a university student in Germany, was very special to me. Um, when, when I arrived, I was more or less twenty, so everything, of course, was. Uh, for me, full of enthusiasm, and uh, it was also a very special time because I I lived uh, in Germany uh, the collapsing of the wall uh, when the wall collapsed in '89. Yes, I was living in Germany, so that was also something very special uh, for for a foreigner to live such an experience. And uh, but generally speaking, I I love whatever is, is German. Uh, German culture. I love poetry. Um, I even love paintings uh, from from German romanticism. I love language, German language. I really love German language. And uh, I keep on, at my age, I keep on studying uh, German German language because I want to improve my my uh, my German. And um, I consider uh, Robert Schumann. To, to be the uh, probably the most German composer uh, that we have had during uh, Romanticism. His life experience with a small exception, uh, which I think lasted uh, nine months long in Vienna, um, and which was also uh, not so successful uh, for him, uh, has been in Germany, uh, between uh, Düsseldorf, Leipzig, Dresden, um, and all the other ones from from Mendelssohn to to Liszt or or, or Beethoven or Brahms, uh, Wagner, all of them have been traveling uh, throughout Europe. They they were really um, citizens of the world. Uh, some way, um, Robert Schumann was really very German. And even his his uh, poet, poetry and and poetic um, way of writing for um, on the score uh, takes uh, inspiration from from uh, Jean Paul or, or Theodor Amadeus Hoffmann, um, Ernst Theodor Amadeus Hoffmann, or, or other uh, German composers, uh, German. Uh, Gedichter, um, um, poets uh, um, from, from Heine to Eichendorf uh, or, or other ones. And um, I feel a special connection to that. It's like um, if whatever comes so unexpected in the music of, of, um, of Robert Schumann, um, it's immediately clear to me. I, I can immediately uh, identify myself with that way of, of exposing and exposing the music. And uh, some way I, I can see a direct connection with, with Ludwig van Beethoven. Um, and I consider uh, Robert Schumann the real Nachfolger, um, the real um, um, 
person who has uh, come after Beethoven in, in German music more than, than others. And of course, I love Franz Liszt uh, because I have been educated with that, but at the same time, um, a pianist um, has to love Franz Liszt because uh, what Franz Liszt has done for the piano um, was never done before. Um, he, through his way of writing for, for the piano, um, he was really able to, to transform the piano into an orchestra. Um, if I think to, uh, to the piano compare to the piano compared to, to other instruments, like string instruments, I, I have to admit that piano has so many limitations. There is no legato, uh, there is no proper crescendo, uh, there is no vibrato. Uh, so many things are missing. But uh, the piano is, is an instrument who, uh, which can really resume an orchestra. You can um, recall all the uh, colors, the timbers and, and the characters uh, that you can find uh, within brass instruments, within uh, string instruments, even uh, within timpani or, 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 or even the voice. And um, this has been very clearly stated by, by Franz Liszt. When he writes for the piano, you, you realize that you can have into this percussion instrument, you can have everything. And uh, the, the feeling that um, you, can, you can master an orchestra uh, with simply 10 fingers, um, it's, it's so amazing. Uh, and uh, I think all, all uh, musicians and especially pianists should be very grateful to him. Of course, I, I love to, to perform everything and uh, I, I respect all, all great uh, composers and, and mm -hmm. pianists of, of history. Uh, I also have a special connection to, to um, music from from the country where I was where I was born uh, Italian music um, and I try when when possible I try to perform the music uh, of, of my country but it's so interesting for me always to hear how people speak about the composers because you can see that you it's almost like it's there's a connection and there's an understanding yes um, some way, um, if you, I think that if you want to, um, to be convincing when you are performing, um, whatever piece of music, that piece of music, uh, from a certain moment, moment has not to be written in the score anymore. It has to be written into your heart and you have to expose it as if this was written by yourself uh, because this means um, it is yours it's your um, it's your feelings it's your thoughts it's your person and um, you have uh, so let's say that you have digested it and oh, yeah. you are now giving it back as you have understood it, um, as and as you have felt it. Mm. This is very important. Otherwise, um, you will always um, describe it, but you will never make it. Oh, yeah. It's very, very different. And I don't think uh, public needs a description. This can 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 be done by by anyone. Um, I think public really needs to to look in, into into your heart, into your uh, most hidden parts, because each one of us uh, during daily life has uh, has a sort of of um, of mask. Uh, each one of us has it. This is absolutely human. 
but when you perform or when you are not only when you perform a music but when you are an artist or when you are reciting also uh, this this falls falls down and you mm -hmm. simply are yourself and i think this is what what people are interested to when when they come to to concert they they want to see uh they want to to um to deeply uh know your soul that's what they want to have to to experience and this is what you probably as an artist also want to do you want to leave your um your deepest emotion coming out uh, and and go out and um, uh, at least this is what i try to do as an artist when when i perform i i try to live what uh, what is uh, my my deepest part coming out and um that's also why when i live normally which means outside on, of the stage um i am a very normal person as as everybody else they always think that artists are, are strange people or that they do something uh, yeah. um, something strange i do nothing strange i do whatever uh, all people do and i enjoy it so much <laughs> i enjoy life as everyone <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. You have this. We have this perception because you go into the, you know, in the concert house and and everybody's dressed up and it's all this this yes. atmosphere. And then, um, but you don't realize it's it's actually just a person sitting yes. there. You know? Yes, <laughs> it's a normal human being doing the same thing. Yes. Yeah. And I enjoy the company of my daughters and my wife, and I stay together mm -hmm. with friends and. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, love food and like everybody but uh your daughters are they also playing instruments um one of them is studying singing uh, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. she studies in ferrara and uh, she's 23 mm -hmm. and uh, the other one is studying she the other one is uh, younger she's 20 she's studying languages oh i see Okay. So in in both cases, uh, the ears are very important. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's also because I'm trying to make this connection between the sciences, art, and languages. Um, and you said that your parents they were basically in in sciences. You know, they yeah. were they were yeah. a doctor and a physiotherapist, and you. Um, from them so there must be that art also in them you know it must have been something in them as well that you then had so i think it's all connected in a way absolutely yeah i'm quite convinced that um the root of everything mm -hmm. lies on beauty and beauty is uh, probably is basically proportion yeah. and that we have both in science as well as in arts or or in literature uh, we have it everywhere if we are able to recognize which means to know a second time um, the beauty into whatever thing we are dealing with um, then it doesn't make any difference what we are dealing with uh, being it sciences or, or arts or or cooking or yeah. or whatever it's a matter of beauty and beauty is the key i'm quite convinced about this yeah no i think so too and this is why because you wrote to me once that you like the city of of uh, dresden yes and it's such a beautiful city as well yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. so it's have you done concerts there as well uh, no, actually, I never played in Dresden. Really? I have been in Dresden several times um, as a tourist and also uh, as a professor. I have been invited at uh, Musikhochschule where I gave a masterclass, uh, but I have never, still never performed in Dresden. I would like to, Abba. 
Okay, so you, that's, let's make that wish then here because many people's wishes come true when they say it in, on this channel. Let's hope so. Let's yeah. hope so. I'm prompt to, to, to go to Dresden and um, uh, if um, accepted to, to offer a little bit uh, of my love for Robert Schumann, of course, in Dresden. That would be, that would now be perfect. Yeah. Perfect combination. Yes. But now talking about wishes, what, what are your wishes for the future, Igor? Um, to stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nowadays, especially, is is uh, um, is very important, mm -hmm. and um, to keep on having um, a good balance in in my activity as as musician. Um, I um, I'm not really greedy in terms of. Um, career concerts or, or recordings or let's say um, being under the spotlight. Uh, what is uh, what I consider absolutely important for me is to have uh, a big, uh, very big balance between what uh, I'm doing, what I want to do and what I love to do. Um, at the moment, at this stage of my life, um, I'm very happy um, about what I'm doing uh, because um, I'm doing exactly what I want to do and I can do it the way I want to do it. So I'm dealing with uh, my piano and with the repertoire I love to, to play and I have some uh, projects uh, regarding composers, all pieces. Um, I am teaching with very motivated students and I have students arriving from different countries uh, in Europe. Um, so I can give class in Italian, in English, in German. And nice. um, I, I teach in a beautiful city um in in a beautiful academy because um the academy in venice is located in the second largest palazzo we have in the city wow and um from from my room um i can uh, i have two windows and i can see the campanile di san marco so i mean this Amazing. is this is so such a such a um, such a luck, I mean, and um, I can travel, uh, which is something I really love. I can travel to, to both perform and teach, um, meeting new people, new students, uh, new experiences, new colleagues, to see new places. So that's exactly what I want to do. So I, I wish myself I can uh, keep on doing these things um trying as i i am trying to to do them um always better and always more but that's wonderful i mean what a great um wish and how wonderful that you can have this beautiful view every day when you're working yes very lucky amazing very lucky yes i must come to venice Oh, please do. And yeah. it, would be, it would be my pleasure to um, to introduce you to our academy, to show you. Oh, that would be so amazing. Our palazzo mm -hmm. and uh, to have a drink together. Uh, yes. In, in the, in, in the uh, square that it's in front of the palazzo, it's in the heart of the city, very close to, to Teatro La Fenice and Piazza San Marco. It's very close. Yeah, I definitely. I'll. Um, you. You've convinced me now. <laughs> but now, Igor, um, tell me just one quick last question. Um, can you do a shout out for your favorite restaurant and coffee shop, or coffee shop, or where do you go to in Venice for a lovely meal or for a lovely coffee? Um, I never go where tourists are going. Of course, oh, okay. because yeah. it's too crowded. 
and it's also too expensive. There are small, um, small little places where you can go um, that are normally outside of the main uh, tourist um, uh, sections like Rialto, San Marco. Um, uh, I, I don't think I can uh, do any names uh, in a uh, uh, in a public interview, but there are some some restaurants where. where yeah. I, oh, am I allowed to do it? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There is a very nice restaurant where I go. Um, sometimes I I go, which is called Trattoria Storica. Yeah. Um, which is outside of the tourism. It's not so far um, from a bridge, which is called Ponte dei Gesuiti. And over there, I always have fish. I love fish. And fish is quite um, with a reasonable price. And it's very, very fresh and very good. They prepare it um, in accordance to Venetian tradition. And um, when, when I want to have coffee, um, I always go uh, in a, a bar, uh, which is called Bella Vista, which is not so far from Palazzo Ducale, um, in direction of, of Hotel Metropole and uh, Giardini, the garden. Mm -hmm. It will be my pleasure to introduce you there. Uh, yes. You come to Venice. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, that would be so wonderful. Uh, no, this is now on my bucket list. I'm coming to Venice. <laughs> Very good. And I will come to Vienna. Yes. Yes. Then I'll do the favor in return. We can that go is. for coffee and something to yes. eat. Yeah, yeah. Very well. Well, Igor, we, we made this, we made the wishes now here. So let's see how that, that plans out. And you let me know when you when you do your concert in Dresden. Yes, it will be done. A sugar concert, yeah. It will be done. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Yeah. Well, Igor, this was so lovely to talk to you. And I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person soon. Me, me too. Thanks, Petra. Yeah. Thanks for, for the invitation. Um, most happy to, to participate uh, to your program. And I look forward for meeting you uh, soon again in person. Yeah. Now, this is really so inspirational. I, I so love the way you approach teaching and um, and also the story about how you started playing the piano because I think it's so important that children get these opportunities without the pressure, you know, so that they don't all become uh, concert pianists, but that they can appreciate the music and that they can um, be taught to play and to have the love for the music. So I think this is so incredible that that teacher provided that for you. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm very lucky. And I try to, uh, to, to give what I have received. Mm -hmm. That's so, so wonderful. Well, you're going to have a lovely afternoon. You too. You too. Thank you. I will be teaching today afternoon. Oh, will you? Oh, yes, okay. Yes, so you'll yes. you'll you'll enjoy your lovely view. Thank you, and I will be uh, teaching um, Schumann fantasy. Oh, okay. With one of my students. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I'm going to I'm going to um, um, read something about Schubert so, so that I can can understand what you were saying. I want to know know his story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Looking forward for meeting you. Yes, me too. Thank you, Igor. Bye. Bye-bye, Petra. Bye. Bye. Bye.